Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Uh, My name is Crystal Sparks and my goal of this podcast is to help grow your faith and to help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Hey, no matter if you're here every time I upload or maybe this is your very first time coming across the podcast, be sure and hit the subscribe button so that way you never miss out on anything here on my channel. Also, by leaving a review, it helps other people see that you're getting value out of this and it helps us spread the word. So if you haven't done so, can you take just a few minutes after you listen to this podcast? It literally takes like a minute of your time to go in and just rate us, uh, put a few words in of what you're getting out of this. Um, I'd love to hear how this podcast is helping you. Okay, so today we are going to talk about this. I can't solve that problem for you. I cannot solve that problem for you. You know, we recently went on vacation and it was amazing and I loved it. We got away for two weeks and um, as all of you know and are very aware, this whole season that we've been in as the entire world has been really stressful and there's just a lot and I'm sure that you guys are feeling it too as I am. Um, just this pressure and there's these expectations that people put on you um, whether knowingly or unknowingly because of the pressure that we're under and while I was on vacation I was on a run and I just felt the Lord just so clearly just tell me you can't solve everybody's problem like there's problems they're wanting you to solve right now And you can't solve those problems. All you can do is just be you. And that's all that I've asked you to do. Um, I love the scripture in 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13. It says this, dear, dear Christian, dear, dear Corinthians. um, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter into this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. You know, I found this, that God God has never called us to be the problem solver of the universe. And I think without knowing it, we've all fallen into the trap of trying to solve everybody's problems. You know, even whenever you're driving in traffic and somebody gets mad at you, and they're super angry driver and they're honking at you and yelling and going on. And here's the thing is the problem's not you. The problem is them. Most likely they didn't wake up in time. They left the house too late. And now they are frustrated at every red light and every person because they feel like those people and this traffic situation is taking away um, their ability to be on time. But the truth is the problem isn't the red light and the problem isn't the traffic. The problem is that they didn't wake up on time. So even if you didn't go across into their lane when you did, they still would have been upset at something. Like you can't solve that problem for them. Or how about this? We've all been at the store with the cashier that just seems a little bit rude. Um, if we'll just be honest, we've all been there, right? And and we start to think about, well, maybe, maybe the way I approached the line was not right. Maybe I should have done things differently. And we start thinking through everything. And the truth is the problem's not even you. The problem is she got frustrated at the last person who was coming through her line. And now she's projecting that anger and that frustration out onto everybody else. 
You can't solve her problem with somebody else by you changing the way you're acting. And I think about this in our society with so many different things that we've had. You know, people frustrated over masks and frustrated over things that are happening politically and all the different things. And honestly, it's like these problems that everybody's wanting us to solve for them. And they want us to use our voice for justice and and use our voice, but then they want us to only say it a certain way or do it a certain way or stand up a certain way. And it almost feels like we are taking on this responsibility to solve the entire world's problems in everything we post and everything we say and everything we do and we feel the stress of people and we feel their angst and we can tell that things aren't the way they've always been and so we're trying to give them what they need in fact this was so strong in me that here we were and our church had to make a decision as several people um, had gotten coronavirus and so we had to make the choice as a church are we going to go back online only and um, wait for in-person gatherings for a few weeks or are we just going to keep moving forward and we made a decision as a leadership team to go ahead and go forward and I was crying so hard because there were so many people there was people upset and they didn't understand why and and they were frustrated at me and Brian's dad said this to me he said Crystal somebody else putting the responsibility on you to be their only sense of normal is too heavy of a responsibility you can't do that for them And I just want to tell you, maybe some of the problem that you're having in the season, maybe some of the problem we've had all of our lives is that we're trying to solve problems that we were never created to solve. Maybe some of the stress and the worry and the frustration that we're having in our life isn't because God put us in those situations, but it's because we're trying to do things that God's never asked us to do. You know, I, I, in fact, I just made a decision on the run that day. I'm going to go home and I'm not going to solve problems that I cannot solve. And so when I feel somebody stressed out and they're frustrated and they're angry, I'm just going to resolve out loud. I can't solve that problem for you. I'm, I'm not created to solve that problem for you. I can't do it because without knowing, we begin to put an expectation on ourselves that there's no way that we're able to fulfill it. So a few things for us to take away from this. Number one is know what is in your yard and what isn't. Know what is in your yard and what isn't. Now this sounds really silly, right? Like know what's in your yard. Well, in our physical yards, in our backyard or our front yard, it's very easy to see where our property line begins and ends, right? It's very easy to know this is my side to mow the grass and that's your side to mow the grass. This is my side to make sure the trash is picked up and that's your side. But I think it's really easy to see in the natural in our yards, but it's really hard to see emotionally. And sometimes what we do is we see other people's emotional state and then we put it on ourselves to try to be the answer to their problem. And so we start to do things and and start to drive all of our decisions through trying to make them happy. And I found this, that I have to let people make their own choices even when their choices are the wrong ones and it leads to pain. That does not make me a failure. 
And even though I can see them going down a wrong road, and even though I can know what they're doing is absolutely wrong, or I can totally agree that what they're going through is painful, I also have to know the limits of where my emotional yard ends and begins. And there's going to be some things that I just have to say, this is not the problem that I'm called to solve. I, I cannot solve this problem for you. And so a few things that I've been reminding myself of is these three things. Number one, remember, you can't be their savior. You know, we put all this pressure on ourselves to be the savior of everybody. Well, if I do this, then they'll be less stressed. And the truth is a stressed out person is going to be stressed. It doesn't matter what they take off, what you take off their plate, what you take off their schedule. They will find something else to be stressed or worried or angry or frustrated about. You cannot be their savior. And so what we do is we start trying to do everything for everyone to appease them, to try to take away their problem. And the truth is their problem isn't isn't even your problem right like you can't be the savior of their world the second thing is do all things in love so if I see somebody and they're in this state and they're super super frustrated you know maybe they're frustrated about schools you know because you got people who want schools to open and you have people who want schools to close you have people that think that everybody should be in a mask and then you think you have people who think nobody should be in a mask you have people that think that we should all just you know be super careful and wear gloves out in public and then there's other people who say you don't need to wear gloves in public so it's all the things right but I found this it doesn't really matter in my opinion or my stance as long as I'm doing all things in love you know from where go I remember um, one of the things that God spoke to my heart was just Paul became all things to all men that he might win a few in other words this Paul was more tender-hearted towards the people and the culture and the society than he was about the issues at hand and I think for us in this situation, I don't think the problem for us to solve is mass or no mass or school or no school or gloves or no gloves or all these things. I think the problem for us to solve is love and that we're going to meet people right where they're at. And if they feel a certain conviction, it's totally okay for them to have that conviction. I had to explain to my daughter the other day, I remember growing up, we were able to have conversations with people and disagree, and it was okay. And I would say that in our culture and our society today, it's either you agree with me and my opinion or you're wrong. And I'll say, you know, God didn't live his life that way. <laughs> In fact, Jesus, like when you see him, like he met people right where they're at. And, and the thing that was out or in that he was super passionate about was people not walking in love. Everything else, he, he was there for them. He was compassionate towards them. He listened to them. And just because somebody has a differing opinion than you doesn't mean that they're automatically wrong. Like sometimes it's okay to just listen and love people right where they're at. Is sin sin that's in the Bible? Yes. But I don't think that Jesus, if he was walking here on the face of the earth today, would make a big deal over a mass or no mass. Um, there was somebody that posted on Facebook, this will be highly controversial. Um, what would Jesus do? If Jesus was alive today, he would wear masks and he would stay at home. And I'm like, that's not true. Because guess what? In the Bible, there was leprosy. And leprosy was their modern day pandemic. And it was so contagious. And it would spread through crowds. And yet Jesus did not distance himself from crowds. He was not afraid of leprosy. In fact, lepers would touch him and he would touch lepers. He wasn't afraid of disease. He wasn't afraid of sickness. He didn't live his life that way. And so for us, 
us to put that, that Jesus would do that, is what we're saying is we're making God like ourselves instead of asking ourselves to be made like God. And I'll just say that God does not, he's not obligated to line up with your personal opinion. Um, everything he does is through love. And so I'll, I just say this, that I think whether you wear masks or don't wear masks, whether you send your kids back to school or you don't send your kids back to school, whether you wear gloves out in public or whether you don't, um, no matter what side of the line you're on, can I tell you the most important thing is that you're not being judgmental and critical of the people who aren't on the same side that you're on. And you don't allow yourself to get into a mudslinging contest of why they're wrong and you're right. I don't know the right answer about everything that we're going through right now, but I do know that Jesus says that the greatest commandment that we have is, is love, right? Love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength, and the second is like it to love our neighbor as ourselves. So I do know this, that God cares more about my heart position than the mask on my face. The next thing that underneath that first point is I begin to remind myself of the things that I can control. You know, I can get really irritated at what my neighbors are or are not doing, but I have to remind myself of the things that I can control. And so in the season that I'm in, I've resolved this, that I can control my attitude. These are the problems I can solve, right? I can solve my attitude. I can um, be the solution to my own thoughts. I can control my response. I can control how I spend my time. I can control what I allow to affect me. And I can control how I pr often I pray. And, and I found this, that when I'm allowing myself to be in control of my thoughts, be in control of my response, I can't control what happens to me, but I can control how I respond. So in essence, I will just say this, like um, as an example, you walk into work and that you can feel this situation's very tense and everybody's stressed out and they're projecting on you all these things that they feel like you should have done, you should be doing, and all these things, right? Well, you can resolve in that moment, that's a problem I can't solve for you. And so I'm going to resolve in my mind that, God, I thank you that you are helping them. Lord, I thank you that you're helping me to be me. And that, God, right now, I just don't put their expectations on what I should be on myself. And I release myself from that responsibility. And you move through your day. And you know what? You're going to be so much happier. So much happier. Um, number two. Number two. So number one is know what is your yard and what isn't. Number two, release what you can't do. Release what you can't do. I found this, that insecurity, anger, frustration, and stress, when we're in those states, we always try to fix them externally, but the only way to fix them is internally. Uh, so to say it like this, when we're insecure, we think the problem is our weight, or we don't like our hair, or we think that it's something about us externally. But the truth is insecurity is an internal issue. And you can change the external for a moment, but eventually, that internal issue is going to seep back through. Anger is an internal issue. And so you can think that it's the person that made you angry. But actually, on the inside, um, you are an angry person. And I'll just say this, that anger is a secondary emotion. And usually, there's something underlying from anger that's always low-lying. And anger is the response. Um, anger is usually not the first emotion. Stress. Uh, Stressed-out people always think that when their schedule gets better, when their life gets easier, 
easier. They won't be stressed anymore or worried people think the same thing. When this problem goes away, I won't worry anymore. No, you won't. You will always worry because when you've decided to be a worried person, the problem is not your situation. It's not what you're currently going through. It's an internal issue. And so when you fix the inside, you'll fix the outside. So I say this to say that this, that when somebody comes to you and they have a problem with insecurity, and so they are telling you their problem, and it's through the lens of insecurity, you need to say internally, I can't solve that problem for you. So what do you do? You listen in love, and then you release yourself of the responsibility to be the solution to their problem. If a person gets angry at you, and they completely wig out, and they yell at you, and and freak out, you need to release the responsibility of being able to solve that problem. You need to say internally, I cannot solve that problem for you and go about your day. And so I've, I've been doing this. <laughs> the third thing is, is recognize when you are carrying someone else's issues. This is the last one. Recognize when you are carrying someone else's issues. So I love this so much because in Galatians 6, 1, it says, You who are spiritual, restore such a one, considering yourself, uh, lest you be tempted also. So I found this, that what we do a lot of times is because going back to our first point, we try to be the savior of the world. We um, get people and they're going through their own issues. And then before we know it, we start having the same issues that they're having. And so they want us to fix their problem. So I have a friend of mine and she was working on a project. And um, in that project, um, the guy was working on some own things of insecurity. And so he began to say lines to her of what his insecurities were, you know, and he was projecting them onto her. And just side note, the same way that somebody's usually critical of you is their internal dialogue about themselves. And so she left that. And guess what started happening? She was rehearsing those same lines, but now they were about herself to herself. And she was talking to me about this. And I was like, oh, you've just you that same yoke that was on him. Like he's, you become yoked with him in that problem of insecurity. So you just need to unyoke yourself from that. And so I really truly believe that when we open ourselves up in deep, intimate conversations with people, that we have to be careful that sometimes those internal issues that they have begin to come on us in our lives. And so oftentimes, that's why whenever you spend time with a person who is depressed, you walk away and you start having depressed thoughts. Um, you spend time with a person who's insecure and you walk away and you're thinking insecure thoughts. The reason why is because Galatians 6 1 tells us that we have to be careful that we don't start carrying somebody else's issues. And so what happens is, again, you have to go back to, I can't solve that problem for, for you. And so I will visually give that person back over to God. Um, this happens sometimes with a poverty uh, spirit. Like people carry a poverty spirit. It's a real thing. And where they always see everything through the lens of lack. And I have an abundance mindset. But if I spend time with a lack-minded person, person, sometimes I'll walk out of there and I start thinking thoughts that aren't my natural bent. And so that should be a red flag to me to pause and recognize that Galatians 6.1, I'm carrying somebody else's problem. I've become yoked with them. So you think about two yoke of oxen, right? And so they're yoking you with their problem. And so you have to literally unyoke yourself, um, dismantle that off of yourself. So that way you'll be able to do all that God's called us to do.
you. So um, wherever you're at, no matter how you're listening to this, just say this out loud. I can't solve that problem for you. I can't solve that problem for you. And the next time that you see something happen and somebody gets really crazy and, and some kind of issue arises, somebody goes in a Facebook rant and they're telling everybody off, you can just say, I can't solve that problem for you. And man, your life will get a whole lot simpler. So, hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If this spoke to you, um, I just kind of spoke out of the of overflow of my heart. I hope that it ministered to you in some way. And if you'll do me a favor, share this podcast with a friend. You know, it's amazing how you guys share this podcast all the time, whether on social media or you can text it to a friend. So many people find my podcast because of you guys. Y'all truly are my best advertisement. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me get the word out.